So, we met online. This is a podcast about love, sex, and everything in between, the world of online dating. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Erica. Welcome to So We Met Online. If you would like to learn more about the show, visit us online at sowemetonline.com and join us throughout social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at So We Met Online. So this week, (laughs) we're going to talk about some advice for first dates, some practical advice. I need all the advice I can get. On life? On life, liberty, liberty, and justice for... And the pursuit of happiness. Yes. Well, actually, that is what we're talking about, the pursuit of happiness. Nice. So there we go. I like to end on a high note. So we're going to start with what not to do on a first date. And then if either of us has an example or a story of when this has happened, obviously, we will share. Okay. Number one, having your phone out or texting. I mean, we've talked about this a million times, but I will say I find it very frustrating when someone has his phone out or her phone out on any kind of outing, and it's still out if it's face down. Yeah. It's easier for women because you have a purse, right? Fair, yeah. It's a little bit more challenging because I typically have my phone like in my back pocket or in, you know, or in a coat pocket or whatever, but if I don't have a jacket or I, you know, and I sit down, Mm -hmm. I... I have nowhere to put the phone. Mm-hmm. So I have started to put the phone on like a seat next to me okay, so that it's not in view. But I will tell you, outside of having the phone on the table or looking at your phone during a date, the other thing not to do is get up to go to the restroom every five minutes to go check your phone. Agree. Because I've had that happen before. What too. is that important? Yeah. Okay, number two, this is a big one, talking about your ex. This happens all the time. And actually, I might lump this into, I have 14 things not to do here. (laughs) Uh, I might lump number two and number nine together. Number nine is marriage talk, either your future one that you want or what went wrong in your last one because that has to do with your ex. So I've certainly been in situations, and I know my clients are in situations all the time, where the first question out of their date's mouth is, so tell me about your divorce. And it's like, what a downer. Don't talk about your ex because if you're talking about your ex in a disparaging way, honestly, it makes you look bad because the person sitting there might think, what if he or she talks about me like that one day? Yeah, and I think it also makes people jump to conclusions. Again, I was on a date and my date wanted to hear about my ex or my divorce. I people tried are to such avoid voyeurs. it. They're such voyeurs, yeah. these people. I tried to avoid it, but you know, the we ended up talking about it. And then, you know, I began to get judged and mm-hmm. questioned. And ultimately we didn't see each other because she thought one thing based on a story, right? Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, in most cases, at least for men, if you say, hey, the marriage didn't work out. The very first thing out of most people's mouths is, well, what did you do? Did you cheat? Ugh. Did you, right? It's your fault. And it's why like- Why do people think it's so black and white? Yeah, why does it have to be my fault? So. Actually, a little bit off topic, but you're right. Men do get blamed sometimes for relationships not working out. And I remember I have a male friend who got cheated on and ultimately it led to divorce. 
And I remember right after that, I was closer with him than I was to her. He asked me what people thought of him. And I said, what do you mean? We all know you got cheated on. And he said, yeah, well, no one says anything to me. And when I tell people I'm getting divorced and there was cheating, they assume it was me. Mm -hmm. And that is unfortunate, I will say. And I told him, we're all on your side. And he said, how come no one says that to me? Because he felt like left out to pasture. Mm-hmm. And that was sad. Yep. All right. Number three, being late with no notice. We've talked about this, how I reamed out someone on a date for being eight minutes late without telling me. Yeah, I've had women be 30, 45 minutes late. Well, number and... four is being excessively late. Yeah. Well, then I'm in the excessively late, not me personally, but I've had, you know, people excessively late and not care about it either well that's the thing i mean things come up fine there's traffic there's whatever there is weather you can be late as long as you're courteous about it and apologize i mean a client of mine recently i i have my clients fill out date surveys after dates if i set up the date and in the comment section she wrote he was 20 minutes late and i had to leave him a voicemail for him to even notify me that he was running late. Hmm. And that's just unacceptable. Yep. Being rude to a server or anyone. I will I will add a little caveat on this one. Uh-oh. Being rude to a server or asking your server out for a date. That happened? Yes. Wait, your date? Asked- My date asked the server out for a date in front of me no. while I was there. Gave no. her your number and everything. Yes. Wait, it was a woman? Asking a woman? No. Oh, I'm so confused. I, w- <laughs> I don't know how that's confusing. Okay. I was, you said uh, I gave her her number, I thought. Yeah, gave... Oh, I may have said that. I was excited. Gave him her number. Oh, I would have actually been excited. Yeah, the, All right, fine. I guess I did say that, yes. All right. Wow, that's awful. Yeah. That's very bad. I don't know what else to say about that. Yeah. I was on a date once. We were sitting at, it was a restaurant, but we were at the bar area. And I knew it wasn't intentionally rude. I knew it was a cultural thing because this guy didn't grow up in the U.S. But he was trying to get the bartender's attention and he threw his hand up in the air and snapped. And I, I mean, I think most women very unfortunately would say nothing, would be embarrassed, and then would tell all of their friends. I am not most women. I said, oh, no, no. I said, you don't do that. That is rude. And he said, it is? And I said, yes, that's very rude. And he said, I had no idea. I said, I know. That's why I'm telling you. You know, I think some of that etiquette goes out the door when you're in a crowded bar and you're trying to get a drink because I'm going to say- You don't snap at someone. I'm going to say on the flip side, I if I was in LA and I was trying to be courteous to get a drink for my date- my date would probably end up getting upset at me like, what's taking you so long? Why aren't you getting our drinks? And, you know, there is a certain mentality in there, but I generally agree with you. I don't think snapping is appropriate. I think you need to be courteous. You know, I, I you need to be courteous to anyone, really. It just doesn't yeah. mean a server. But I usually just give a little wave or yeah. generally I've asked for their name and then I can just ask, you know. Call their name. Yep. Hey, Bob. Hey, Cornelius. Okay. Number six, drinking too much. We already had a whole episode on that. Yep. 
don't drink and drive and date and <laughs> and throw up in your date's car or make out in TGIF. TGIF Fridays? Yeah. Mm. Number seven, too much talk about work. Um, I mean, look, talking about work is fine. I just wouldn't recommend doing it the whole time. Yeah, no, I mean, you need to mix up your conversation. But I did go on a date once where... The woman only wanted to talk about my job, and I started to think that this was no longer a date, that it was like a job interview (laughs) or, you know, or she was just trying to get free consultation. Or see how much you make. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Number eight, bad breath. (sighs) No comment? (laughs) We had Mexican food tonight. I mean, what are you going to say, you know? I say don't do that. (laughs) I mean, I could argue that hygiene across the board, yeah, hygiene. you know, bad breath, smell, you know. You know what's funny? Whatever. I once went out with someone many, many years ago who who did have bad breath. It didn't feel like he didn't brush his teeth. It felt like he had an actual, like, what is that called? Halitosis. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I never told anyone that. Who would I tell? But a few years later, my friend actually went out with that guy. And she was like, you went out with him once, right? Yeah. She goes, did he have bad breath? And I'm like, yes, finally, I can talk about this. Mm-hmm. Okay, we already talked about the marriage talk thing. Number 10, not tipping well. I have a story about this one. So on my birthday, every year, I really enjoy a champagne in the mid-afternoon because I feel like that just signifies your birthday. I don't like to work on my birthday. And I don't know, it's just a little tradition I made for myself. Okay. So one year, I think I may have even told this story. I was in New York Mm -hmm. and I went and the glass of champagne was $24. (laughs) It was a date. He he picked the place. So so it goes. So a few years later, I also had a date. You know, my birthday is a good day to make first dates because I'm not working, right? (laughs) So I had a first date and I said, you know, it's my birthday and I'm not embarrassed about going on a date in the middle of the day on my birthday. Uh, I really want a glass of champagne to celebrate. Can we do that? So we went to this uh, this place and we were the only people there because it was three in the afternoon and we ordered two glasses of champagne and I'm just I'm talking about how it's my birthday. I'm one of those people. I love my birthday. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't do the whole month thing. I just, I just really go at it hard for a day you know and by go at it hard i mean like jump up and down a lot so anyway the bartender was really sweet and she gave me mine for free because it was my birthday so when we go to pay the bill there's only one glass of champagne on there right Mm -hmm. and i happen to oversee the tip Mm -hmm. that my date is giving and it was a tip only on the one glass Mm -hmm. and On the one hand, I don't want to be a snoop, but on the other hand, she was generous enough to give me the free glass, which to me, you tip not only on both glasses, but you tip a little more because she was so kind. Mm -hmm. I actually had to say something because, look, it's this lady's livelihood. So I said, "Um, actually, since she gave it to us for free, do you think we should leave a little more? Like I was really nice about it, and he did. But it was a red flag to me. So... I'm going to say two things. Okay. First thing, etiquette is that you tip on the full amount, especially when you have something that has been discounted or removed. Correct. So I agree with that. An example of that would be, let's say you go out for dinner 
and the kitchen comps something. Right. Right. You would still come up with whatever that total is and tip on the original amount and not tip on the reduced, uh, amount. reduced amount. Absolutely. So that is it. However, women, if you care that much about what a guy is tipping, that's your problem, not ours. I, in this case, I have to disagree. Now, you should not be looking at what we're paying. You should, I mean, look, to me, the moment that somebody is telling me that I'm not tipping enough, now, granted, I tip fine, so it's not an issue, but that tells me that they care more about money and financial things than they care about me. In my situation, in general... I agree. If you're out to dinner and someone is treating me, I will not look at the check. I will not look at the tip. Right. That's not my business. Not your business. But in this case, I'm sorry. He tipped $1. It's not enough. Uh, okay, but that's his issue. Yeah, right? but but I felt embarrassed about it. Yeah, okay. And what am I going to do? Wait till he leaves and then slip her some more dollars? Uh-uh. Well... You could have. No. But I understand what you're saying. You you can... He was signing it right in front of me. Right. But I think the question becomes, are you... Why are you embarrassed about that when you're not the one who's doing the tipping or paying? Because I had gotten the free drink. I, again, understand. I completely get where you're coming from. And I hear where you're coming from. Right. I would just simply say that... You have to tip. You should be tipping reasonably. There are etiquettes around tipping. You should be able to figure that out and do them. But from a opposite side, or at least from my perspective, if I was given a hard time for what I was tipping, that to me would be the red flag for her, not for me. Would you rather be given a hard time about too low of a tip? Or I would never see her again. Or just... Ha wait. Or... <laughs> She says nothing, but then she never wants to go out with you again, and she tells all of her friends you're cheap. Which would you prefer? Well, again, I'm not cheap. Not so you. It's, but in that particular case, I would rather her go and tell people I'm cheap, because in that case, I probably am cheap, and I wouldn't care. Would Because it, it's emasculating? Is that why? I think on some level, yes. But again, this, this boils down to things like who pays for the first date and stuff. If you're asking us to pay for the first date, then it's none of your business. Get out of it. In general, <laughs> I agree with you. But on this day, my birthday, I have to disagree. Well, the guy's an idiot either way. So that's all I have to say about that. I just wanted the bartender to be rewarded. You know, she was so sweet. Being rewarded is the whole purpose of tipping. Correct. So yes, I agree. And again, etiquette, <laughs> you are right. I'm not disagreeing with that. I I'm know. simply saying that this isn't necessarily a thing that I would put on the things not to do on the first date. Fair. All right, let's take a little break and come back and talk about the rest of the things not to do on a first date that you may or may not have on the list. <laughs> and then we'll talk about what to do. Okay. Are you having difficulty finding the right person? Have you struggled with past relationships? Or do you simply think, why is dating so darn difficult? If this sounds like you, then check out and subscribe to Ask Dr. Antonio, a YouTube channel featuring weekly dating and relationship advice videos from psychologist and relationship expert, Dr. Antonio Borello. Go to youtube.com slash Antonio Borello 
A-N-T-O-N-I-O-B-O-R-R-E-L-L-O. Why not make your love life the best part of your life? If you like his stuff, leave a comment saying that you heard it from So We Met Online. And we're back. Number 11, what not to do on a first date. Don't talk about yourself too much. I love talking about myself. I always talk about myself because I'm amazing. (laughs) Check, please. (laughs) So it should be a give and take. It should be a conversation. You should be asking questions. Nobody should be talking the whole time. Yes, I agree with this as well. Uh, It needs to be balanced. You need to be able to share equally across the table. The problem is, is that some person is either going to be nervous and is going to talk more than the other, or the other person, you know, isn't, you know, is going to be nervous and doesn't want to talk. And my feeling in general on conversations for first date is you shouldn't really be talking about yourself anyway. To me, the best conversation is just a natural conversation about things, life, and shared interests. Well, I mean, some of that is going to be about yourself. You're right. I think you obviously you naturally have to share information about yourself. But the thing that I would say is what not to do on a first date is don't have the interview date where I'm saying, so where do you see yourself in five years? So tell me the top three things that you are looking for in a man. So what, yeah. If you're, What's your biggest strength yeah, and weakness? <laughs> right. If your questions are like that, you've already lost the second date. I agree with that. All right. Number 12, being fake. So basically not being yourself, putting on airs, being some weird watered down version of yourself, being the version of yourself you think your date wants. Just be yourself. As I said to someone yesterday, I was giving a client advice on a second date. You know, we all get nervous sometimes, especially if you like the person. And I said, look, you're a funny guy. Be funny on your date. Be that guy I see. And he said, well, you know, what if it offends? Uh? And I said, I would rather you get rejected for telling an offensive joke than get rejected for not being yourself, for being a clammed up version of yourself. Yep. Be yourself. Okay. Um, the next one is more about the hygiene. It's, it's talking about not smelling like smoke if you smoke. So it's more just clean yourself up. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a smoker and I wouldn't date anybody who's a smoker. Uh, I have dated women who say they aren't smokers and then they do smoke, you know, and you, you know, you know it. But hey, if there's two smokers out there and they want to smoke together and yeah, that's sure. a thing, then, you know, no, so I mean, be it. It's really just back to the hygiene. Yep. And then the last one is, and I'll explain what I mean by this. Flipping the off switch if there's no attraction. Mm-hmm. So I think we've all been on dates where it's very obvious that our date's not into us or we're not into our date for whatever reason. And far too many people just kind of turn their brains off at that point and they check out and they're not really there. It's a shell of a person on the date, but not the person. Yep. That's not fair to either of you because you've both made the time to be there. So be present. Maybe you'll get something out of it. Maybe you'll get a business tip. Maybe you'll get a recipe. Maybe... But who, who knows what you could learn from this date or this person. But it's a bad experience for both of you, but particularly the person who was looking forward to this date or might still be into it. Uh, it's, it's just no fun if you're not present. Yeah. Again, I, I agree with that one. In general, I know that you could find clever ways to kind of accelerate the pace of the date to so that you don't feel like you're wasting <laughs> your time. But... Every single person you meet, interact with, go out with is ultimately a person. They have feelings. 
So, you know, talk to them, get to know somebody new and you may never talk to them again and that's fine. Right. But, you know, yeah, like you said, you're there. So just talk. Exactly. Especially you're in L.A. You probably drove an hour to be there. Yeah. Or in rain. <laughs> okay. Let's talk briefly about what to do on the first date. Okay. So this is a little bit for before the first date, but confirm a day before. So oftentimes you make plans with someone for, say, Tuesday. But you make the plans on a Thursday. So that's what, five days before? Mm-hmm. By Tuesday, you're like, are we on? What's going on here? No one's confirmed. Just somebody confirm the day before. Mm-hmm. And text is fine for that. Yeah, I mean, confirm the day before. I would tend to confirm the day of, me personally. I would be... Just make sure there is a confirmation. Yeah, I, you know. I can't wait to see you tonight. I'll see you at 7. Well, let's talk about that for a sec. So I always encourage the confident confirmation of looking forward to seeing you versus are we still on? Because if the person is inclined to cancel, that person will cancel regardless of how you confirm. So you might as well show some confidence. All right. Number two, arrive on time. We talked about that. I tend to arrive 10 minutes early and then sit in my car and stalk them to see if they look cute. And if they don't look cute, then bail. You are being sarcastic, right? A little bit. I do. I, I, uh, you know I'm bad with sarcasm. Yeah. I, I don't bail, but I do arrive early and kind of wait and see if, you know, what they look like and then prepare myself mentally, you know, but. That, why, do, why don't you just show up on time and just I, I take show it for what it is? I show up early for everything. I, right. On time is not in my name. It's always early. But I agree. Don't show up late. So yeah. that means show up on time. <laughs> All right, greet each other with a casual hug. Ah, so I'm going to say that that would be the preferred method. But I think every single one of you, us, me, definitely me, has gotten to that date and mm-hmm. has experienced the, oh, are we going into the oh, handshake I, hug? I oh, what is this? I tend to go for hugs, but there have been plenty of women that I have tempted to hug hello to who have been like, you know, going in for that handshake or something, which, you know, is weird too. So I, I think you just need to laugh it off if yeah. it's awkward. Or, or try to read the other person's body yeah. language a little bit. So yeah. my general advice is the hug. But look, if someone is is stiff or is so clearly uncomfortable with that, don't do it. Yeah. You know, yep, don't yep. force a hug on someone. Yeah. I mean, I've had just as many women come, you know, all blazing straight towards me to give me a hug. Mm-hmm. So then it's an easy read. Right. But there have been quite a few times where it's like, oh, we're... Uh, we're oh, doing this? Oh, we're doing the <laughs> hug? Okay. <laughs> just don't do... For men, don't do the man hug, which is you, you do the one arm and then you, you slap yeah, the back. Pat, pat, pat. Yeah, don't yeah, do Yeah, and don't do the butt grab hug where you... <laughs> You know, you kind of casually <laughs> graze it. Yeah, yeah. I may have done that a few times too. By accident. <laughs> uh huh. Also, while we're on that topic, unless you're, you know, having a makeout sesh, you can leave with a casual hug too. Wear clothes to match the venue. So if you're going out after work, you're probably wearing your work clothes. But I will say, think a little extra hard when you get dressed that day because you don't want to be too, too corporate. Because I do believe that we act how we're dressed. I think there are studies on this, that when women wear high heels, they actually act more confident. I should probably look sure, that up. Sure, I, I, I believe that. Now I feel like I need to look that up, but I, I'm pretty sure I read that. But Or like, 
I work out better and harder at the gym if I'm wearing my nicer gym clothes. So just, you know, pay attention to what you're wearing. If you're going to a coffee shop, don't wear a ball gown. You know, if you're going hiking, don't wear your stiletto. You, you know what I mean. Dress to match the venue. Don't open the door naked. Got it. <laughs> now, I would say that women care more about what they're wearing on a date than men do. I about think. Them, wait, about men care about what they're wearing themselves or men care about what the women are wearing? I think women care more about what they will wear to a date mm-hmm. than men care about what they will wear to a date. Uh, I think general, that is I in that. general. I know that I will sometimes get anxiety trying to figure out what to wear on a first date. Why don't you just um, have what I tell my clients to do? Get five first date outfits. You have a rotation. Then you never have to think again. You just say, I'm wearing one, two, three, four, or five. And they could all have overlaps. Like maybe it's a sweater with a different shirt underneath. Oh, that's brilliant for all those guys out there that have no idea how to dress. Or for the people like you who stress out. No, I stress out because I have a closet filled with clothes and I dress to impress and... <laughs> And for me, wearing jeans and a t-shirt to a date is just like sacrilegious. But I'm also the type of guy that will wear like a suit to the theater because that's what you should be doing. Whereas I look around the theater and see guys in shorts and t-shirts and things like that and thinking they should be kicked out. I I actually agree with that. Like, it's nothing sacred anymore. No. But I will say it does help, even if you're a great dresser and even if you dress to impress, to have a rotation of first date outfits that you feel amazing in so you don't have to think about it. All right. We already talked about putting the phone away, smile and remain positive. It's funny. I sometimes have to ask people, like, are you having fun? You know, just a little Mm -hmm. smile wouldn't kill anyone. Some people are, uh, you know, I don't understand the whole laughing on the inside thing. Like, if you're having a good time, smile. Ask questions and have a two-sided conversation. We already talked about that. And then lastly, have fun. This is dating, right? So many people put so much pressure on themselves, and they try to look into their crystal ball and and on the first date think, could I spend the rest of my life with this person? How about could I spend the next hour with this person? You know? So Mm -hmm. try to take a step back. Stop looking into the future, be in the present, and have some fun with it. But we do know that women tend to... No, no, none of this women business. I'm sorry, but women tend to go on a date and look at long-term potential. Uh, Men too. And men go on a date and look for, can I get in her pants tonight? I think that's true for for a lot of people. (laughs) But look, I work with a lot of men who also have the looking into the future thing going for them. And I say, stop. Yes, I agree. Stop. Don't put any undue pressure on yourself. Just go have fun. And if you have fun, decide at the end of the date, do you want to see that person again? And if the answer is yes, ask them out. Yeah, exactly. I sometimes like to take people on a worst case scenario journey. (laughs) So if they're really stressed about something, I'll go down the worst case scenario path. So let's say, you know, you go on the date and it's not a match. And, the you know, the client's going to be upset about that. I say, well, what's the worst that happens? We have awkward silences. Okay, what's the worst that happens with that? It's awkward. We're staring at each other. Okay, then what? We don't know what to do. We're twiddling our thumbs. Then what? You pay the bill and go home. Then what? The date's over. Okay, that's the worst case scenario. That's not so bad. Yeah, it's not so bad. I but No one died, you know? People, people fear rejection. People fear... 
you know, people fear the unknown. And so I think that is the problem is they fear as if they're going to be judged. And when there's silence or awkwardness, then it's like, uh, why am I here? And what's going on? And ah, should we end on? Ah, why not? <laughs> Thanks for listening.